Well, so I was really impressed that, you know, first of all, that they talked a lot about the diversity and what their plans were for the diversity, but also kind of owning his own stuff and owning his own challenges as far as diversity and then how he has grown from that. And I think that that's just an important message because we're all growing together, all of us do, um, wherever we come from. And I think that it was, it was nice to hear him say, I can't believe I said these things, but I did. And now I've learned from them and I'm gonna do better. And so I want that to be the message that we, we share to our younger people and to our, our older people. Yeah, that was refreshing for sure. I mean, he just showed like his human side, right? He's not just on a pedestal. Yeah. And, and all aspects of diversity too, not, not just race, not just religion, but all like accessibility, diversity, yeah. all of that. I thought that um, it was all encompassing and very, very cool. Yeah, I agree. Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. everyone. Welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Switzer. I am the Clydesdale and I am your host. And I like to do fitness. So do my friends. And I'm right here. I know. Kat and I are together in the same place for the first time since we started this thing. So um, yeah, it's been awesome getting to see you live in person. Uh, I was just telling Amy, uh, I forgot how short Kat was. I'm very short, yes. <laughs> five one and three quarters, maybe. Five one and three quarters. Yeah. I say five okay. two, but not really. Okay. Yeah, you were way taller than her, Amy. <laughs> okay, that's that's yeah. That's the okay. one, one difference that we have, Amy. Sorry. Yeah, Amy's like at least five two and a half. <laughs> uh, excuse me, I'm five three and three quarters. <laughs> yeah, so Scott and I have been running our asses off today, uh, getting ready for the Masters Fitness Collective here in Fort Wayne. So we've been printing out score sheets and putting labels on stuff and running around collecting t-shirts, all kinds of fun stuff. Good times. So the first thing we want to talk about tonight is the big town hall that happened uh, with Eric Rosa and Nicole Carroll. Um, I found it fascinating and I was really pleased to hear that this is a going to be a quarterly thing. Yeah. Um, my first general reaction is that Eric gets so excited that he over answers the question. But in being an old time CrossFitter, we're used to not hearing anything at all. And he's actually oversharing. Yeah, yeah it's pretty uh, cool. But, it, but yeah, but I, 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 but he also is aware of it. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just talked more than what you actually asked for. Mm -hmm. So I'll get back to your question. So I'm like, okay, keep talking. Oh, and there's a, a couple of times he even found himself like mid sense, like, well, I should probably hold off right. on that one till our yeah. next town hall. Right. But I um, really, well, I, I know that you're probably going to leave this conversation, but there was a lot that I really appreciated as far as his openness and um, willing to also be vulnerable at the same time. Yeah. I'll let you lead it. Okay. Go for it. Well, so I was really impressed that, you know, first of all, that they talked a lot about the diversity and what their plans were for the diversity, but also kind of owning his own stuff and owning his own challenges as far as diversity and then how he has grown from that. And I think that that's just an important message because we're all growing together, all of us do, um, wherever we come from. And I think that it was, 
it was nice to hear him say, I can't believe I said these things, but I did. And now I've learned from them and I'm going to do better. And so I want that to be the message that we, we share to our younger people and to our, our older people. Yeah, that was refreshing for sure. I mean, he just showed like his human side, right? He's not just on a pedestal. Yeah. And, and all aspects of diversity too, not, not just race, not just religion, but all like accessibility, diversity, yeah. all of that. I thought that um, it was all encompassing and very, very cool. Yeah, I agree. I love that um, he's got dual citizenship. <laughs> he just yeah. let off with that. Of course, like just all these little known facts that we're finding out about him are just super cool. Yeah. Well, and that was response to, you know, don't forget that CrossFit is worldwide, not just a U.S. thing. Right. And he's that's like, what... boom, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um, and it was cool to, I mean, we all, you know, have known sort of about that, uh, the open, when the open's going to be. Um, but to hear some of the thinking as far as the sanctional, you know, where that's headed. Um, I'm excited about that. I know I, I liked how he was open about how, hey, I've been checking in and seeing how people are feeling about things. And he was like, it's split, you know, it's split on that. And here's where we're leaning towards. So it still leaves option for, um, for discussion, but that there is a plan in progress. Yeah, and did I hear that the games are most likely not going to be August, September next year, that are probably going to be closer to the end of the year? Which I didn't hear necessarily end of the year. I heard push later. back. Yeah. Yeah. And he did say 100% the Open February, March. Uh, so that is unequivocal. Yeah. And then they're not going to a regionals format. It is going to be a more strategic partnership yeah. With the sanctionals. Well, he said that's where they're leaning. It wasn't. Yeah. He yeah. said people were 50, 50, right? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a, a line in the sand. Yeah. He probably just wasn't officially yet. Maybe we'll say. But right. Probably yeah. Yeah. I like it. So yeah. the other, the other part I liked is that he's putting together a diversity council. Mm -hmm. um, yet the person he hired to run that doesn't starting until September. Right. So we won't know more about the players on that council until that person kind of gets in and gets their feet wet. Yeah. But that person directly reports to Eric, which he says will help hold him accountable. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And did I hear a mention of board of directors? Yes. Because I was unpacking at the time. Yep. But yeah. You did. And he also mentioned while we're talking about these types of things, an athlete council uh, for no longer participating athletes from a diverse background uh, to give input on uh, safety and uh, athlete issues uh, during the competitions. Yeah. I appreciate, I, I, I was super excited and, and glad. I mean, I think this was the right call to have a town hall. Right, and he was very open and honest, like, and very excited. Yes. Very excited. And what he wants for the growth of the sport is, like, beyond even, I think, what we imagined. Like, he's comparing it to tennis worldwide, soccer worldwide. We are the biggest particip participatory sport in the world. We should have a sport that grows with that size. Yeah. Here's the other piece of information that I think he, or that he shared that I think is important for us to all embrace. And, and it was hard, hard to kind of swallow at the first moment, but he's right. And I'm glad that he's not afraid to say it. But when he was talking about COVID and he said, we need to all prepare that just because the calendar ends does not mean that COVID is ending. Um, and that's, I think that's something all we wish. We're like, oh, let's just get done with 2020 so we can move on. Yeah, the science is not saying that necessarily that's going to happen. And so I appreciate, as, as challenging as it is for me to be um, an administrator of a business, like that's a very real thing. And I need to not look at that with a, you know, uh, the wrong kind of lens. I need to look at that with the right lens and be prepared for that. So I appreciate that he's not afraid to say the hard thing. Right. And speaking of that, he talked about investing if there was technology that would help gyms get open and stay open, that CrossFit would back it financially. Yeah. Um, and in addition to that, the CrossFit uh, Foundation 
which was news to me in this thing as well, where they started with a, a seed money of $7 million to grow a, a program that reaches out to the underserved. Yeah. And it sounds bigger than like a scholarship program, but more like a boys and girls club, a place for kids to go be mentored, have a place, safe place to work out. Um, I was really excited about that. Definitely. Definitely. So I think we hit all the topics. Yeah. yeah. So I want to hear about what's going on with you guys right now. What's the excitement there where you are? It's so yeah. busy. Uh, it's in, when you volunteer for these things, like there's so much that happens behind the scenes. It's before like it goes a off. full-time job volunteering at these things for sure. So, you know, tonight is just getting all the ducks in a row. And this is, this is a group of people that have never run a competition before. So, you know, it's cool that we have like a group of volunteers that have done a lot of different things mm -hmm. uh, that can kind of pitch in and help out. Uh, but I'm excited. It's, it's, I think the Morning Chalk Up said it's the first time we will have a live in-person competition in 160 some days. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And they, they are streaming it live on the Morning Chalk Up Facebook page. Yeah, starting Friday. So tomorrow, okay. tomorrow we're at a swimming pool and at a baseball stadium doing a snatch event. So I don't believe any of that will be televised. Okay. Um, but Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in the convention center um, will be. So Kat, just, you should probably move closer to the mic when you're talking just a little bit because okay. you're a little quiet. Yeah. So I'll just strap my GoPro on tomorrow <laughs> yeah, while I'm judging. You guys can oh, get honestly, a like firsthand view right that down there. That would be the really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Live stream of that. Yeah. That's awesome. Since I don't have a shirt that fits me, uh, you won't even be able to see it if I just glue it to my... I look like Iron Man. <laughs> oh, we'll get to... Uh, okay, never mind. Sorry. Oh. Jumping ahead. Yep. Yeah, so we're figuring things out. It'll be fun. Good. We'll have lots to talk about next week. Awesome. Can't wait. Yeah. Right now, it's just at the calm before the storm. Excited to see my friends. Um, we had dinner together tonight. It was really nice. Uh, just hanging out, catching up. Well, we have a 5 a.m. call time tomorrow morning. So we will be wow. quickly departing and going to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you guys will really appreciate me uploading this tonight. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's going to be late. Uh, yeah, it's going to be rough. All right. So um, at this point, uh, Kat and I actually sat down with Josh Hicks yesterday. Uh, oh, where, oh, I saw that was Patrick Clark, the Patrick crazy Clark, the mass bandit. <laughs> He's stalking us. <laughs> so um, we sat down with Josh Hicks, uh, one of the medical leads okay. for the CrossFit Games and several regionals in Wadapalooza. And he kind of talks about some of the medical protocols that they go through just on a normal, normal time of stuff. Here. Yeah. And then now you've got COVID and all that has to be amped up. So let's flip over to that interview with, with Josh. And when that's done, we'll come back to you. So we're excited to welcome in Josh Hicks. How you doing, Josh? I'm good. How are you, Scott? Great. A long day on the ambulance, I heard? Uh, very, very, very long day. Yeah. Been Thank you for doing all that for us, though, you know, out there on the on – the, on the roads during what all this that's going on with COVID. Uh, we appreciate all that you do. Add another day at the office. Yeah. Where are you, Josh? Uh, Johnson City, Tennessee, uh, Upper East Corner. If anybody's familiar with the shape of Tennessee, I'm 20 minutes from North Carolina and 25 minutes from Virginia. Got it. And, and what do you do with the uh, fire department and the ambulance? Well, actually, I'm in a, a unique service right now. Um, we're, we're not associated with the fire department. We work with our local fire department, but we're a standalone EMS service. We're also uh, one of the only ones that handles rescue. So that's um, high angle, uh, swift water rescue, slope evac, um, vehicle extrication. We do all the crash trucks and all that. But then I also work with the Johnson City Police Department. Uh, I'm on the SWAT team. So I do a lot of that stuff too. Okay. That, that's a good mix. <laughs> yeah, I've done about every aspect of EMS you could imagine. I started out as an EMT, uh, went on to the crash truck. And um, as I have found out with most of us uh, that 
have been involved with CrossFit on a logistical standpoint. Uh, we just can't leave well enough alone, and we always just want to keep climbing that ladder higher. So uh, I went from EMT and rescue tech to paramedic. I did that for a while, about eight years, and I left um, left the ground ambulance and became a flight medic in critical care, worked on a helicopter for about a year and a half. And then I came back to the ground because the only thing left for me to do was tactical medicine. And uh, so that's how I got onto the SWAT team. And here I am. <laughs> that, that is awesome. I, I feel safer just talking to you. So <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. So where you and I met was uh, volunteering at different CrossFit events, uh, especially in that central regional um, you, you were the medical lead uh, for that team every time that we would be at the Central Regional. So when did you start volunteering with CrossFit? Um, I, let's see, it was 2015 was my first year, uh, just opened an affiliate. <coughs> I have since, uh, that's not the Rona, I'm good. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I had opened an affiliate, I've since uh, sold the affiliate just due to some time constraints with SWAT and training and all the other stuff that I was doing. Um, and I just, I was setting up my gym and I just saw on the website, you know, click this button to volunteer. I thought it would be fun. So I, um, I clicked the volunteer and uh, didn't think much about it that I would, uh, I would get anything. But I also didn't, um, I didn't reach out for any other options. Uh, so as anybody that might have volunteered or as you guys know, you usually have three to four options volunteer judge or athlete relations and I would be a terrible poker player because I went all in medical 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 and uh, figured I had nothing to lose um, I don't know if that worked to my advantage or if it was just that this guy's crazy maybe he's just not good at anything else so uh, they uh, they chose me um, I flew out to California I just remember in that first event uh, telling myself that I loved it and I wanted to be a bigger part of it. And uh, the only thing I told myself is you, you have to stick out. You have to make an impression. And I was hoping that that impression would be a good one. It appears that it was. So um, I um, moved up fairly quick, uh, 2015 games. Um, I started on the field as just a regular uh, medic. And within a day, I got moved up to a floor lead. Uh, and I was working with some other people there, had radio contact. Um, and then when I finished, uh, I'd gotten home. I think I'd been home about probably three weeks from the 2015 games. And I got a call from Owen, uh, who is the, um, he's the real talent collector for the medical team. Um, he uh, reached out to me. He's since become probably one of my best friends. And uh, he is the uh, medical team coordinator for all of regionals and all of the CrossFit games, period. Um, he is my boss when it comes to CrossFit and um, one of the games, I should say. And he had reached out to me and asked me um, if I would be interested in having a bigger role in the 2016 um, season. And of course, I said yes. Um, and that's when I was offered the team lead position. Um, had a few voice um, or phone call interviews, and I got that position, and I held it. Uh, 2016, I had regionals in Ohio, and I believe that is where you and I met, Scott. That is um, correct. Yep, 2016 in Ohio. Um, I did an open announcement with Josh Bunch that year, uh, medical standby. It was me and two of my other team leads, or team uh, team members, I should say. They they are team team leads for me now, but I can get into that a little later um, with the structure. But um, I did that, and then um, I did regionals that year, and I did the games, and then I did the Canadian Invitational. Um, and then the next year, I did another open announcement. I did uh, regionals that year moved to Nashville. So I did Nashville, and I did um, Madrid, Spain. And then I came home, and I did um, the games. Uh, was not able to make it to the Invitational that year uh, due to some training with work. It just didn't happen. Uh, and then the next year, I did all of the above uh, with Spain and Nashville. And um, I did also Berlin. Uh, went from there to the games, finished that. Uh, and that following year, I reached out to Wadapalooza. 
Um, Matt, uh, Matt O'Keefe was a pretty good contact for that. Um, and I brought the structure for the CrossFit games that we use there with me to Wadapalooza, and it was a huge success. It's worked very, very well for us. And that event um, is something that just kind of shines in my in my in my mind as as one of my defining moments as a, a lead. Um, but it's you know I, I I keep saying lead, and I know that people bring up that I'm a team lead for this, but uh, it's I just laid out the structure. My team is a full team of leaders, so I have very easy time delegating authority. We have very um, very very structured. Um, apparatus that we follow through. Um, there's, uh, you know, a hierarchy of how people work, and everybody knows their position, and we move in and flow very, very easily. But uh, I've done Waterpalooza. I was supposed to have uh, West Coast Classic this year as well, but as you know, COVID's kind of stepped in with all of that. But um, I have also been the team lead for the Rogue Invitational, which I will continue to do. Um, I had the Mayhem Madness event, but all of these events this year were canceled for Corona. So um, this year's kind of been on a shuffle. But yeah, that's pretty much uh, my story in a nutshell. <laughs> and if, if people get to know you at all, behind the scenes, your team is very close-knit. Yes, very much so. Actually, as a matter of fact, um, we are renting a cabin because we haven't seen each other in months. Uh, so we're renting a cabin to just have a weekend together. <laughs> yeah, you know, Kat and I are judges now, and, you know, we keep in touch on Facebook and in different ways that, but we we keep saying we, we miss each other this year because we haven't had the opportunities uh, to, to, to just get together and hang out. Yeah, um, um, you know, it, it amazes me uh, just – just how much, if anybody ever wanted to be a part of something bigger, this was it for me. Um, you know, it's it's a huge network, and it just becomes a family, and you just – it just blows your mind to how close you get to these people with this high-stress environment that we all operate in, you know? Right. Well, Kat and I are actually getting together tomorrow. Um, she's in Delaware right now. I'm in Columbus. Uh, but we're going to be at the Masters Fitness Collective in Fort Wayne. Awesome. Uh, so we're going to get to hang out with some of our judgy friends uh, this weekend. And we're super excited about that. I know Kat's awesome. excited to see me. I cannot wait. I'm completely overpacked. Uh, I'm out of, out of practice. I'm, I'm packing way too much. But yeah, I can't wait to hop on that plane tomorrow and, and see everybody. It's going to be fun. I'm glad to hear that somebody else overpacks just as bad as me. Oh, I'm the worst. Yeah. Josh, she's not, she's not checking any baggage. I overpack so much when I go that I have to check a bag. I, I am very, very bad. Uh, I had it down to a fine art when we were doing stuff. I would travel. I had an Oakley, like 32-liter backpacks, more like a rucksack. And it would be like one-third of the way packed. And then when, you know, we get T-shirts and we trade T-shirts out or you buy stuff at the events, and it would be packed so full. There would be socks sticking out the end of it and like <laughs> shoestrings, and I'd have t-shirts shoved in water bottles, just whatever I could get to get it home. Yeah, I can't. I can't guarantee that I'm not going to check my bag on the way home if it gets too heavy because I'm a little person, so I can't like hold way too much. <laughs> we'll see. I got you. I understand? I feel your pain. <laughs> I also am a little person. I'm built kind of like a yard gnome, but you know. Yeah, there you go. I like fire plug myself. That's kind of my. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Josh is like the honey badger, man. He's small, but he, he gets after it. Um, you know, my mom always used to say, uh, I'm like a chicken gristle. I'm small, but I'm tough. <laughs> okay. it's <laughs> another one. I'd never heard that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you have all this experience, right? And, and you've worked the game several years. And this year, as you've indicated, has been really, really kind of out of the ordinary with COVID. But they are, Cross, CrossFit is pushing through to hold an event called the CrossFit Games sometime in October. And I know you were a part of a call this weekend uh, to talk about kind of some safety procedures that they want to put in place to make sure the athletes and the, and the volunteers that are there uh, stay safe. Yeah. So um, I, I feel like the, uh, the safety protocols that are going on right now are um, they're, you know, what most of us health professionals would call universal precautions, but it extends uh, far beyond that. Um, I can't go into a whole lot of detail about some of the stuff um, 
as a lot of the discussions are still yet to be had um, in terms of us coming down or the information coming down to us. Because you got to bear in mind, we have a huge team last year going down to a handful now, uh, which we're hoping everything will go back to its, I mean, it will go back to its original when we can kind of survive, survive this whole thing. But uh, one thing that has always been on the forefront with, uh, with CrossFit has been, you know, athlete and volunteer safety. Um, you know, the medical team handles all of your decon procedures, which are amplified uh, due to this. And, you know, we, we did a lot of that with Wadapalooza. Um, as Wadapalooza happened at the very cusp of this whole pandemic starting, so there was a lot of change on the fly there. And I can speak a lot more about the shifts and the changing on the front with that as I was the team lead when all that started happening. And the shifts that we had there, uh, all the way down to doing away with water uh, water stations and having to adapt different ways for people to access uh, food so that there was no cross-contamination. Um, you know, normally we're concerned with body, body substance isolation. Um, most of your EMS and medical professionals are going to go um, go pretty standard with body substance isolation, and that can be anything. That can be spit, vomit. Um, that can be uh, urine and blood. I mean, just anything. Yeah, that's body substance. Um, and I'm I'm usually whenever I whenever I work these events, uh, I go over. I talk to the equipment crew. Um, my buddy Patrick uh, Patrick Brown. He's uh, worked quite a few events with me and. He'll frequently bring me over with the teams to uh, kind of give them a rundown on body substance isolation. And basically, the uh, I end every every time we speak um, to these teams, I kind of go through our our procedures for decon for getting you know gross contaminants off of the equipment and ready for the next heat in a timely fashion. And all of them by saying, if it's warm, wet, and not yours, don't touch it. Uh, you reach out to us. <laughs> We will handle that. We are the professionals. We do it on a day-to-day -day basis at work, so we handle it there. Uh, CrossFit's been very big on uh, keeping those, that equipment clean to the point of removing equipment from the field in a very fast manner, replacing it with new equipment while we mm. do heavy decon in the back. So um, all the equipment's there, everything, every standard that uh, we hold, hold true on an ambulance or in an ER is utilized by CrossFit. Um, you know, they, they usually make sure that there's excess equipment brought um, just for that gross decon. Because you never know. Things happen. I mean, this level of competition is pretty high. So the stakes are pretty high and people push a little harder. Luckily now, we've got professional athletes that uh, take care of themselves and they know limits and they know just how far they can push. And, you know, some of them are willing to go that extra step, but we're there for them if they, you know, if they manage to injure themselves or, or cause an incident like that. Do you, do you know, is CrossFit looking at doing a bubble? A uh, bubble in terms of? Trying to keep everybody, like, making sure that they are COVID-free coming into the games and then kind of keeping <clears throat> them away from everybody else and kind of this bubble closed until the end of the games. I think that most travel restrictions will cover um, the majority of those issues. Um, as far as I know, uh, I've not been briefed on any of that heavy, uh, heavy stuff yet. Um, I would imagine, though, that given the situation, um, you're probably not going to be traveling <laughs> with, with that level of infection. Um, however, I would imagine that all precautions for that will be covered. Um, and, you know, Right now, our body substance isolation and our social dis distancing protocols will be followed. Uh, we're going to have, you know, our masks. We're going to have um, all of that stuff separated out and people kept away so that there's not any. That's, you know, that's the, the entire purpose behind um, the approach to the five and five. You know, it, it kind of keeps that down and it allows us, um, I, I feel like it was a, a phenomenal way to adapt adapt and overcome you know it, it gives us the opportunity to watch this high level competition without the risk to the athletes and the staff as well you know the as the staff we're we're in pretty close proximity to these people so um it would be fairly easy for a crowd if you could imagine 
um, you know, unfortunately, COVID runs pretty heavy through nursing homes and, and close knit, you know, where people are kept in tight quarters together. You could imagine how it would move through the tennis stadium um, or one of those those tight areas where people are elbow to elbow and breathing on each other and yelling. So it's been, uh, I think all the precautions that are taken are just above and beyond what most um, most people would even think. Uh, as as we all know, uh, as well as programming for fitness, Dave is pretty good at, at finding holes in everybody's game and making sure that everything is covered. He's very meticulous. So uh, that extends um, logistically speaking as well. So um, and then uh, Owen is he's he's very well uh, versed in the adaptive process to, to these fronts, you know, we have to change on the fly. And one of the things that he has always taught us, uh, always pressed for us to do is uh, his motto of Semper Gumby, always flexible. So we, we like to say, you know, the, the med team can step in and help cover for any other team, but not just anybody can step in for the med team. So we want to operate as a, uh, you know, a part of an, uh, a larger team. You know, it's not just us. So, um, I think stepping stepping into this uh, this game season and <laughs> an adaptive process for everybody is the not only the changing front of CrossFit but also the changing front of COVID in general. Yeah, do you think there's going to be more too of like a, a 24/7 type medical coverage as opposed to like when the event's over for the day? Like, are the athletes just going to sort of disperse, or is there going to be sort of a process for? like where they stay and who they're with and all that kind of stuff. And will you guys have sort of some kind of control or, or oversight into like what goes on, you know, before and after? Um, I, I'm not real sure on that. Um, historically speaking, um, once the day is over, um, the athletes are, are pretty much, they can reach out to us and they, and they have in the past uh, and, and we're there for them. I mean, if an athlete were to call for medical and it, it would be 2 a.m. and it would be something that they that we could provide for them, uh, we would we would absolutely reach out and do that. Um, you know, as a med team for the games itself, we're we're pretty advanced, but we are still limited as to what we can provide. You know, um, obviously, if somebody were to start showing symptoms or get incredibly ill incredibly quick, that would uh, overextend what we would be able to provide and that would be something that they would have to go to a, a, a facility for. Um, that being said, uh, we're, we're always available. I'm just uncertain as to where all the athletes are staying as we also don't know what athletes are going to make it to those top five positions. So, right. uh, you know, that might, that might change it a little bit too. And we also don't know the uh, global standing as to where, you know, we're going to be with COVID uh, in you know, September moving into October, you know, it could very much change by then. Um, right. As have they made, have, have they made arrangements about where you guys are staying? Are you all together in, in a one location or is it just going to be sort of normal, like just figure out how to get here, where to stay and we'll see you when the, when the game starts. As far as I know, um, the arrangements are going to be uh, made with CrossFit. Um, okay. But I haven't, I, I, I don't have any definitive answers as to where that's going to be yet. Um, in terms of, you know, in terms of Scott's question earlier about a bubble for the athletes, um, even if we were able to test that, that wouldn't be information that would be possible to let out because we are still bound by HIPAA, HIPAA rules, which is privacy, privacy, oh, sure. stuff like that. So that's, that's going to bind everybody's hands. Um, but, you know, uh, as everybody has seen, CrossFit has taken this very seriously. They are trying to make sure that we can have an event that is um, not only world-class, but also safe. Uh, and we can see that with moving from August to or end of July 1st to August through to the end of August, then to September, then to October, and then adapting the entire process so that everybody is safe. Uh, I think that's been on the forefront of everybody's mind. So I just, I have one final question for you, Josh. Um, yeah, man. You know, Dave has said that they need to test the athletes on the way into the venue. Uh, just to make sure that everybody is COVID free, but when they get here, are you, is your team able to do that? Or are they going to have to bring in 
nurse, nurse practitioners or somebody like that to administer those tests? That'll probably be an outside source. Um, most of those, those tests um, have to be rapidly sent off um, and arranged through an ER or hospital. Uh, I, I have received no information on that uh, in terms of what we will be administering or what we will be checking. Um, but I, I highly doubt that the med team would be, we would be doing that test. Although it is very possible as we do have a pretty high level of, um, uh, members that are, you know, licensed heavy. Well, you have, you actually have physicians as a part of the med team, right? Yes. Um, physicians, uh, Dr. Ray will be overseeing everything. He's kind of our, uh, medical director. Um, and, and, it's not just physicians and nurse practitioners and paramedics. I mean, the medical team for the CrossFit Games is the cream of the crop. It's the best that you can get in almost every aspect of medicine, all the way down to orthopedic surgeons. Uh, uh, Sean Rocket, um, he's phenomenal. You know, at the Games in the past, historically, we've been able to do imaging, which is, you know, that's reserved pretty high-level athletics. And uh, CrossFit's pretty phenomenally taking care of the athletes um, and, you know, the uh, athlete safety and just uh, to protect the, the sanctity of that, of the games themselves. So, um, you know, nurse practitioners, yes. Uh, RNs, paramedics, critical care, tactical paramedics, all the way down to um, specialty rescue EMTs that we use offsite for um, the ranch run. You know, I, I went to the ranch, um, the last year that we were at the games and it was, that's how we chose our team. People that had wilderness rescue and stuff like that, that were accustomed to that. So uh, the, the spectrum of licensure, the spectrum of talent that you have on the medical team is very broad and very, very developed. Well, I just want to thank you so much for joining us, Josh. So it was great insight into what the medical team does and how they keep the athletes safe. Uh, you've been a good friend since 2016 here in Columbus and, uh, Glad you could join us. Yeah, man. I, I've appreciated it. I've uh, really enjoyed myself. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Josh. We'll talk to you soon. You too. See, See you guys. So that was Josh Hicks, and we thank him so much for taking some time out and kind of explaining what they go through. And it's really cool that they have a very high-level staff kind of behind all that to take care of the athletes and the volunteers and – and all those people. So seems like a fun job. <laughs> if you like the sight of blood yeah, and, I love it. and uh, <laughs> wet stuff on whatever, yeah, what do you call right. it? If it's wet, leave it. <laughs> 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 so uh, now we're going to get into our stupid questions because even on the road, we can do some stupid questions. So the first one is if you're going to build a burger, what toppings have to go on it? to be the perfect burger for you. So Kat, start with you. Okay, so um, we had burgers today. This is kind of why we decided to do this one. Um, I would say Swiss cheese. I'm gonna go weird here. So medium rare burger, always. Swiss cheese, always. mushrooms. I live uh, very close to the capital of the mushroom capital of the world, Kennett Square, Pennsylvania. So shout out to Kennett Square. Um, sauteed onions um, and a little bit of ketchup that would be my perfect burger and luckily where I live they have them all over the place <laughs> Amy Rudowski so if I had to pick the perfect burger first of all I'm going to start with bison meat all right I like a bison burger a little bit better but regardless of what kind of meat it is it better be medium rare okay it better be bleeding I want to see some blood come out of that I'm going to go, I, I'm with you on the sauteed onions and mushrooms, totally there, but the cheese I'm going to choose is crumbled blue cheese. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. Schweitzer, what about you? That, that's it? Yeah. Blue cheese, it. nothing else? Blue cheese, onion, and mushrooms. Oh, uh, okay. All right, for me... Um, I think if you're going to have a real burger, the bun has to be good. Has to be, right? toast. has to be toasted and brioche if you got it, right? I'm with you on that. Then I want the crumpled blue cheese too. You know? That's good stuff. 
Uh, I wasn't going to go that direction until you said that, and I remembered, damn, yep, blue cheese. That is there. really good. <laughs> yeah, so a crumble blue cheese for me. Um, I like the spicy Louisiana seasoning with that, the black and blue. Yeah, I could take that, yeah. The black and blue burger. Um, and then I want a little bit of red onion. Oh. Not sauteed, but like okay. I straight, could get up, down with that straight up red onion, a little lettuce, a little tomato. I th- I th- I'm liking what you're, you're putting down. I think, we, I think what we're saying is, a com- what I like is a combination of what both of you are saying. Yeah. So like, I like, if it, especially if it's a fresh garden tomato, like that has, oh, you know, those good flavorful tomatoes. Like a homegrown tomato. The tomatoes on that cob salad today were really good. Did they you try were. those? They were, they were super sweet. Yeah, the only thing I didn't eat from that was the black olives. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. Who puts black olives on their cob salad? No, you don't do that. Yeah, I didn't eat those either. Yeah. Um, there's, I've, I have had other burgers. Like, I like going to burger joints that have, like, sort of random gourmet style burgers. I remember at the Granite Games last year, there was this bar right off of campus that had, like, a burger with, like, peanut butter and jelly on it. But it was, like, you know, like a gourmet jam and like a nut butter. No, it, like you think it's super weird and it had bacon in it. It was delicious. really good. So oh. I do like interesting burgers to try, but like the one that I said is my go-to. So Schweitzer, what I'm hearing is when Kat comes to visit us, we need to go to Thurman's. Yeah. And she should probably have the Thurminator. Yeah. Ooh, what is that? <laughs> so it, it, is, it is a storied burger mm-hmm. when Arnold was competing. Okay. And he needed to get his calories in. Nice. This is a burger that was created for him. One pound burger. One pound. Yeah, it's massive. And a pound of ham. So they have a they have a son of Terminator with the same stuff but smaller. Yeah. So I appreciate interesting combinations. Yeah. So the the last comment I'm going to make about burgers is that um, I can't stand bacon on my burger. Yeah, I got bacon on my burger today, and I was surprised that you did not partake. I know. So I love bacon, and I love burgers, but bacon overpowers my burger, and I like the burger taste. And I, if I'm having a burger, that's what I want to. That's what I want to taste. So what I assimilate that to is somebody not liking chocolate and peanut butter together. Where I think both of those things do belong together. I think bacon can and absolutely should belong on a burger. Yeah, it makes it better. Yeah, I, I agree. Interesting. Okay. And I am sure my friend Bacon is going to call me out on this one. I hope, I hope he does because Bacon is right. And so is Ken <laughs> Hoffman, who we also call Ken Bacon. Yeah. All right, next uh, one. So next question is, uh, what is your jam movement in CrossFit? And you get two because it's my show. <laughs> you get one barbell and one other. Okay. okay. I'm going to go hang clean. I love a hang clean. I love it. I love having bruises on my thighs and walking around and owning that. I do. I I seriously do. (laughs) Did she did? She did. did? Okay. (laughs) What? So you do like a high hang? Um, no, just, I mean, any kind of hang. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then pull-ups. I love, love pull-ups. They're my favorite. That's special. I'm starting to love pull-ups, but yeah, my pull-ups are my favorite. That's Scott, what do you got? So um, everybody knows like my jam barbell move is an overhead squat. Um, I love putting heavy weight above my head and doing 30, 40 reps of it. I don't know, just love it. Um, and then my other I really went back and forth, but I think my other is when I'm healthy, I love push-ups. Because a lot of people don't think they would look at me and say, that guy can't do push-ups. But it's it's my jam, and I've beat a lot of people. And my push-ups are good. Like they're not like the saggy. They're not fake push-ups, they're not bro reps, they're real push-ups. They're not like the Woody Woodpecker. No. Push-ups. Nope. They are (laughs) planked out, macked out, good push-ups. Boom. Okay, so I am power snatches all day. Nope. Hundreds. I can just nope. bang those out from the ground. Um, and then my body weight movement that I love to do is lateral bar hops. I am like a frigging bunny rabbit. 
I can do like a hundred in a row and I coach them a lot. And it's funny, I'll demonstrate them and people look at me like, oh, I didn't think you could do that. <laughs> you know, like I have kids that are athletes that can't bunny hop them. You know what I mean? Like they have to like land and then sort of like catch yeah. themselves and then land. I can do a million of them. Hmm. I would show you, but I'm tired. <laughs> so yeah, give me power cleans and uh, or power snatches and uh, lateral ball hops. All right, so this is the time of the week where we introduce who our guest is going to be Monday. Anybody want to take this? Anybody know who it is? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know which one you're releasing, so. <laughs> uh, so we are releasing 2015 Fittest Man on Earth, Ben Smith. What? And so this is the makeup interview that he promised me when, <laughs> when my batteries ran out in at Mayhem and we got a four minute interview with Ben Smith. So Monday is the makeup interview. We have a full hour conversation with the 2015 fittest man on earth. So humble, so humble. Love it. Yeah. So that's it. Tune in for that. It's a really good conversation. Uh, goes in different directions than I think we thought. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a few surprises in there. Uh, but Amy's right, super humble, um, has bigger things in his life, and has a really unique focus. So now we're going to finish up with best thing I saw from the internet. And let's start with Amy. Oh, you know what I'm going to add, but it was so good. <laughs> so good. Is this the picture you sent us? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I listen, it's not an episode on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends if Amy doesn't bring up Con Porter. Am I right? I mean, really. Is Patrick nearby? Pat, Pat, Patrick's dogs are running wild. They're okay. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I loved was, I think it was one of his fans, but they, they did a Photoshop and they put Con's face on top of Thor's body. Um, and so it's Khan as Thor, and I was like, you guys, I mean, it, it fits, it, it goes, 100%. So, I'm combination. Picking, yeah, I'm picking one. And, like if you come back and chocolate. Two, if you come back with two, I have another one, so I'm going with one. Well, let's, since you're the lead this week, not, since we're on the road, go for two. Okay, all right, number two. I have to be very careful with how I approach this one because it, it is sensitive. There's a new song out there by Cardi B, which is very inappropriate, okay? But I'm all about women power, so I'm great for her for, for doing the song. Well, the part that I like is that the Leslie Jordan, who I follow, who is a comedian, has an Instagram video of him listening to the new Cardi B song. And he's like, oh yeah, I like the song. He's like what what did she just say and then he was like oh i don't judge every tra every trash can has its lid <laughs> but anyways you need to, you need to see his reaction to it so it's pretty funny yeah am i up okay uh so i had to write this down so i could remember uh this is tiktok of course so my first one is i have a new tiktok with my dog jojo super cute um, but second, uh, there's an account, it's called bellyfull.net, and it's a mom, bellyfull.net, and she comes, she records her family, her, she has a son, a daughter, and a husband, and they all have clipboards, and they're following her around the house, and she's like, I just want to show you, like, here's the roll of toilet paper, and this is where it goes, and they're like, oh, oh, on the roll, oh, I see, and then, you know, she goes, and she shows them how to roll up a bag of chips, and put the little chip thing on it you know this is how you do that oh she has like four of them they're perfect i send them all to my kids too by the way like i forward them on as a text message they're like yeah mom we know we saw it it's really funny uh -huh. but it's perfect it is really perfect <laughs> uh so mine i i didn't get to watch a whole lot this week because it's been chaotically busy for me um so what i'm gonna go with is a tiktok and it's a guy i wish i knew his username he does song mixes 
of songs that shouldn't go together, but they do. Wow, I like it. And so it might be like, he'll start with one song and then he'll add the second one. So like you're watching and all of a sudden he puts up Slipknot, like this heavy metal. And then he'll mix it with the theme from Drake and Josh. <laughs> but he makes it work. But he makes it work. Yeah. It is so awesome. I love it. Uh, the one I watched last night was, uh, it started with Smash Mouse All-Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one? Yep, okay. that one. And uh, he, he mixed in Eminem's Lose Yourself. Oh, what doesn't go with Eminem? I mean, honestly. Oh, speaking of music, didn't, did we find a karaoke bar? Did you? We, we, were we did find a karaoke bar one. Friday nights, 10 Woo! to 2. It might be happening. Cool. We're going to be exhausted tomorrow, but yeah. whatever. We'll oh, wait, tomorrow's only Thursday. Right. Oh, we might have time Friday. We'll, t- we'll, t- we'll take the uh, iPhone with us, get some video footage. <laughs> Please do. Uh, make it a TikTok. So this week, it's a little bit of an abbreviated version of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Uh, but hey, if you like what you hear, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends. Tell your friends to subscribe. Like that, hit the like button, comment. We love the comments. Yes. Michael Anderek and Jeff Bacon, you're killing us with the comments. And we Scott's want- mom. And Scott. Cheers, and my Cheers, my Cheers, my And so we love them. Keep them coming. Uh, and again, tell your friends, hang out with us. We're fun. We are. And we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Bye. See ya. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.